Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today is from Luke, the 12th chapter. Jesus says, I have come to bring fire on earth. How I wish it were already kindled. But I have a baptism to undergo, he says, a baptism of fire. And what constraint I am under until it's completed. Now, dear friends of Christ, I, our text this morning is one of those texts, you, you get to it and you think, I don't, I don't like this text. Um, I don't like it when Christians are the source of division. And yet, being a Christian means that we have to stand up for Jesus. And as soon as you stand up for Jesus, it means somebody's going to not like you. Uh, the prophets in the Old Testament, many of them didn't want to be prophets. I love the prophet Jeremiah because he's so honest about it. God comes and says, Jeremiah, you're going to stand up for me. You're going to be my spokesperson on earth. And Jeremiah says, pick somebody else. I don't want to do it. You know what they do to the prophets? They hate them. They ha- I don't want to be hated. I want everybody to be my friend. And not only that, you know what else they do to the prophets? They kill them. They- prophets die. I don't want to die. Pick somebody else. The Christian faith causes tension in the world. People hate the message of Christ. And are willing to even kill Christians for it, right? Now, we may not live in a place where that persecution is happening. I can quite assure you that your brothers and sisters in Christ and the other side of the world are. They're dying. I ran across a picture, and it's in an Islam country, and the people are, there are several men that are dangling from a rope. They've all been hanged. These are, these are real people, and they're Christians who were killed for their faith, killed because of what they believed, because they stood up for Jesus. And because people don't like the message, they've decided that those Christians need to die. Now, in America, okay, we're not going to die for our faith, are we? But there will be opposition. If you're one who holds strong to the teachings of God, if you're one who lets people know what your convictions are, what the faith that you profess, the more strongly you hold to the Bible, the more strongly you hold to those truths that God teaches, the more will be the opposition. There's a price to pay to be a follower of Christ. If you follow in the footsteps of Christ, like I said, the closer you walk in His footsteps, if you say God's Word is true, other people think perhaps it's not. You have a debate there, right? Debate with your friends, with your family, with your community. There's going to be conflict for those who stand up, hold firm, proclaim Jesus is the Word of God, that we're on the right team, and they're on the wrong team, that we're going to heaven, and that they're going to hell. Jesus talks about all that today, and He says, I have come to bring fire on the earth, and so our theme, Jesus brings fire. (laughs) Jesus said fire was coming. He said fire was coming to his life, and it did, right? The the, the cross fell upon him. It was a fire of God's wrath, the fire of God's judgment that fell upon Jesus. And because of his sacrifice, he said, I'm bringing fire to the earth. 
Now, what is this fire? Well, let's think about fire for a moment because fire is interesting because it can be good or bad. Uh, sometimes fire is good if it burns something that's bad, and fire is bad if it burns something that's good, right? Well, fire is good when it destroys sin and death. And Jesus came to cause fire on the earth, to overcome sin and death. And he took on and he, he beat the devil at his game. And the devil and all the members of his team will not win. They cannot win because Jesus said, it's finished. The game is done. The final second has ticked. And now we're just waiting for Christ to come back to claim his life to destroy sin and death forever. Jesus says, I have a baptism to be baptized with, and I'm not looking forward to it. How distressed I am until it's completed. You've heard that expression, baptism by fire. It was created uh, for soldiers who got to see combat for the first time. Okay, soldier, we're going to go out there, you're going to be baptized by fire today. It's like putting a freshman football player on the field with a bunch of varsity players. Okay, little freshman, this is going to be baptism by fire, right? And, of course, Jesus gets out there, and he's baptized by fire in a completely different way. He's thrown in to battle the devil. He's thrown in to battle sin. He's thrown in to, to, to battle death. The battle of sin and death. It wouldn't be pleasant. It wouldn't fall in good places for Jesus. I'm distressed, Jesus says, until it's completed. About three years ago, there was a movie, and maybe you got to see the movie. Um, I went and I saw it. It was about 19 firefighters who fought a wildfire in Arizona. Remember that one? And uh, it was, the title is uh, Only the Brave, based on the true story of the Granite Mountain Hotshots. And in the movie, of course, uh, the firefighters are, are fighting this wildfire all of a sudden, unexpectedly the wind shifts and the fire comes raging at them and it's coming so fast there is no escape they know the fire is going to consume them and this towering this this inferno this 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 it, the the fire is so hot it causes you know woof, uh, wind and 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 so all they had was a protective blanket to cover themselves a fire blanket and so they all cover themselves up with a fire blanket as as the inferno, you know, raged over the top of them, and they all, well, they all died, except for one who wasn't with them. And I thought, as I watched the movie, knowing that it's a true story, what an awful way to die, to be baptized by fire. The deaths were painful, but in comparison, nothing in comparison to the baptism of fire that Jesus faced to conquer sin and death for you and I. The brunt force of God's wrath, he stood in the face of that brunt force, and it hit him, and it consumed him, and he breathed his last. All that wrath buried in his flesh. But remember, fire is good if it burns something that is bad. And Jesus, by standing in the face of the fire, rose again, and he conquered that which is death, and he conquered that which is called sin. And Christ fought fire with fire. 
and he sent fire to the earth. I love that. One of my summer jobs was building houses, and I did that for six years, six summers. I love building houses, constructing, but we were at one construction site, and we were being stung by wasps all the time. I mean, these pesky wasps were everywhere, and they were, they were on a mission to find, find somebody to sting. And so we, we looked around, we found the, the, the wasp, just gigantic, huge wasp nest. And so it was, it was in a tree, and, 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 kind of a, and so we found this nest, and that night my boss uh, torched the nest. And it was so satisfying to watch the nest burn. And, and, and all the wasps died to a crisp because they wouldn't be able to bother me anymore. Right? That was, that was a good fire. Well, Jesus has come to destroy sin and death. And he burned it with the power of his love on the cross, and he endured all that to save us. And it's so satisfying. It's so satisfying to watch sin burn, to watch death burn, and to know it, it has no power over me. Sin can't hurt me. Death can't hurt me. It's been destroyed. The sting has been taken out. And so now I live because of the power of Christ that lives in me. I'm saved. You see, you're on the right team. It's team victory. And Christ did that because he had a baptism of fire to be baptized with for you. Stand up for Jesus. Because he loves you so much. Christ's fire of salvation is so unique. It's, there is not anything like it in all the other religions in the world. A Savior who stands up to suffer and die. And this message of Christ coming to the world to be baptized by fire and then bring fire to the earth causes division doesn't it? There's team Christ and there's team Satan. Jesus says, do you think I've come to bring peace on earth? No, I tell you, but division. From now on, there will be five in one family divided against each other, three against two and two against three. They will be divided father against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother and mother-in-law against daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. Jesus is talking about the friction that families feel when the topic of faith is brought up. Your faith, is your family like that? Where if you bring up the topic of faith in Jesus, all of a sudden things get pretty uncomfortable around the dinner table, around the Thanksgiving table. Some, it, in some families, it, it stirs up a pretty bitter debate. And that's why so many families says when they get together, they say, well, we're going to get together. We're not going to talk about what? Faith and politics. There is a friction between those who, who, who don't believe and there is a friction between those who believe. The friction between the two is because we believe the Bible is true and they don't take the Bible all that seriously. There's a friction because we believe that people on Team Jesus are going to heaven and those on Team Satan will not. And they say, I'm not on Satan's team. I'm on my own team. Yes, Satan's team is all about I. Now, if your family is united on this issue of faith and you get together and you find a common understanding with all those, 
uh, consider yourself greatly blessed. That's rare. And Psalm 133 says it's a gift, how good it is when brothers live together in unity. But that's not how it is for so many in the world. So many in the world, so many families, the topic of faith divides. And Christ knows that, doesn't he? He knows that. And, and yet, what does he say? It's okay. I was baptized by fire, now I want you to stand up. Stand up for Jesus. The battle won't be long. Today, the din of battle. Tomorrow, victory's song. The world sees us differently. They look at us differently. They judge us differently. They have bad things to say about us, and they're offended by our message. But without faith in Christ, Satan's team is going to hell. That's not acceptable to me. Well, being hated, causing division is the price we have to pay, isn't it? For being saved, for being a Christian. Jesus never said, well, take up your pillow and follow me. Know what Jesus did say? Take up your cross and follow me. People who don't believe in Jesus think the preaching of the cross is foolishness. They, they look at this and they think, what a, what a silly thing. This Jesus who was baptized by fire. What good did it accomplish? Kind of worthless if you ask me. And yet, what do we say? The cross is our only hope for salvation. The cross is our only hope for life. The cross is the only way we won't be consumed by Satan's fire and the fires of hell. And let me tell you how the conflict works, okay? This conflict of faith that we find in our families and in our communities. What happens when you try to take a bone away from a dog? Right? Have you ever tried that? Now, if the dog trusts you, he might let you get the bone. But if you're a stranger, you know, watch out. The dog will bite. The gospel is the bone that we try to remove. The gospel removes. It, it takes away the false hope that people have. The gospel, it takes away, it removes this false hope that people have when they think, you know what, I'm good enough, I think I can get to heaven. The gospel, the law, removes that. It says, no, you're not going to get to heaven. You need a captain, you need a team leader, you need a coach, you need a savior. And they say, I don't need a savior. And as you take that bone away from them, they bite. And they're not happy about that. because you're pulling the carpet out from under them. The one thing on which they can depend. I think I can be good enough. I think I can do enough. If there is a God, then I'm going to stand okay because I'm a pretty good person in the end. And you pull that carpet out from underneath their feet and they bite. They're wrong. We're all sinners. We deserve eternal death. But people ignore God's message and, and they don't think much of the blood of the cross. 
and they refuse to believe in Jesus who says, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life, no one comes to the Father except through me, and that exclusive membership, that exclusive way to heaven offends people. He's the only way? Well, that's not fair. We should have equal access to God. There should be equal access to God for all people. Have you seen those bumper stickers called Coexist? Well, I really despise those. Those bumper stickers, each letter of Coexist has a phrase or a symbol that represents a religion around the world. I won't go through all the letters, but, but I went to the Coexist website and it says Coexist is a concept that connects people and the planet. Oh, it's so nice that I'm connected to the planet. But, you know, it connects people and the planet. Together, we symbolize love and life and global harmony. The whole idea of coexist is, let's just all get along. Let's just quit letting religion divide us. We should have equal access to God. In the Old Testament, Jeremiah wrote, let the prophet who has a dream tell his dream, but let the prophet who has my word speak it faithfully. The Lord does not want us to coexist, but to bring fire on the earth and division if we have to. We're not here to get along with the world. We're here to proclaim the truth. We're here to tell people and Jesus says, I want you to speak the truth in love. Do it in a loving way, but that's not so easy. Because we have God's law that we have to proclaim. God's law that, that speaks of God's judgment and wrath towards sinners. God's word. He also wants us to speak his gospel, that sweet, pure, that he's forgiving, he's loving, that he cleanses and he washes and he helps us conquer sin and death. Well, he conquers sin and death for us. The Lord reminds us through the prophet Jeremiah that the same word that brings us comfort, the same word that brings us peace, the same word that is a light to our path, the same word that guides us in the truth is the same word that condemns us and threatens us as lost sinners. And that's why Jeremiah wrote, Is not my word like a fire? declares the Lord. And is not my word like a hammer that smashes rocks to pieces, declares the Lord? That's why Jeremiah wrote that those things. Who is a God like this? Who is this God that, that his word is like a fire that consumes, that his, that his word is like a hammer that beats and smashes and crushes? What are you going to do when the hammer of God falls on your life? What are you going to do when the hammer of God crushes all your ideologies and ideas? What are you going to do when the hammer of God, the fire of God, is brought to bear on your immorality? What are you going to do when the hammer of the fire of God is brought to bear on your greed? on your pride and arrogance? What are you going to do when the powerful hammer of God exposes the filth of your sin? 
What are you going to do when you can no longer pretend that pride is somehow permissible? Or that your immorality is okay? Or that worshiping false gods isn't that big of a deal? Or putting things above God? Are you going to beat your breast and say, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner? Or are you going to beat it to the nearest false prophet who's going to tell you, he's going to affirm you, and he's going to compliment you on, on the, the courageous lifestyle that you've chosen to live? Earlier in Luke, Jesus warned against the yeast, the sin, the false prophets of the scribes and the Pharisees. It doesn't take long for a yeast to leaven the whole lump of dough. If we tolerate false teaching in the church, pretty soon all Christians are going to fall under this lie. It will permeate the heart of every Christian. No, we're not here to coexist. We're not here to get along. That's not our message. We're here to preach the truth, and the message of Christ is to lead sinners to repentance, isn't it? To have them turn away from their sin and turn to Christ and turn to His blood and be saved. And the world needs to hear that message more now than it ever has as the end of the world nears and Christ's return comes closer. Jesus is the fire that destroys sin and death. And Jesus is the fire that saves us. Jesus said, I've come to bring fire on this earth. And the fire storm has been unleashed. Stand up for Jesus. The fire has gone out into the world. It's meant to find its way into the hearts of people. Amen. Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your heart and mind in Christ Jesus and in life everlasting. Amen.